The first thing I want to do here is remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. All right, the, the most important thing for you to do. That is the one entity that we have ownership over. And you can find all the different ways you could support us. You can find links on there, everything that you're looking for, things that we talk about. It's all on HankStrange.com. If you want to communicate with me, everything is on there. So go there. Also, check out U.S. Law Shield. We've got a link on there. Um, I put a link here in the chat. If you guys sign up for a year, you can save some money, and then also a couple of bucks can come to us. Helps us to keep doing this, pay the bills around here. So we appreciate everyone for that. Big shout out to Franklin Armor. You guys can see them right there for sponsoring the podcast. They've been doing that for a long time, and we really, really do appreciate those guys. Um, this, by the way, this is going to be a celebration tonight. Uh, for a couple of different reasons, I have some cool folks that are coming on, but also it's episode episode. Excuse me, I don't know what episode is. Episode eight hundred, <laughs> eight hundred. So we're getting into episode wow. eight hundred right now. Everyone, hold on to your seats. We're about to do this. I'm loading everyone up in here. I'm smashing the open. Let's go. Welcome back to the Hank Strange. All right, guys, make sure you smash that subscribe button, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. I even have my own bell over here ringing the bell and we are live. We've got uh, two new guests. We've got my friend Patrick Collins as well as Rick Ector. We do this thing called jazz hands. Everyone has to do it. Come on. Let me see those. You got to do those jazz hands until the people are happy. There we go. Rick Ector is doing jazz hands. Patrick Collins is doing jazz hands. All right. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Like I said, this is episode 800 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. My guests are Rick Actor. Here he goes. Um, Detroit two-way advocate and instructor, Rick Actor. Welcome to the show. The man, the myth, the legend. He's joining us here. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. You know, yeah. I know we had talked about it briefly at the, uh, the at that uh, Florida event. event. Florida mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. back in March, was it not? So, yeah, yeah man, I'm uh, waiting my <laughs> turn, man. Yeah, that's oh, OK. OK, <laughs> that's a long time ago. We've been doing this show for a long time. We should have had you on a long time ago. Um, you know, I've been doing this for about eight years. How long have you been on in the uh, the whole gun community doing all this stuff? Ooh, it's man. longer than eight see. years. Me, I know that. No, yeah, definitely longer than that. Yeah. It was uh, 2005 when I had my uh, encounter with a couple of guys who robbed me at gunpoint in my backyard. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I've been in this gun rights ownership advocacy thing since about 2005, 2006. Okay, OG, OG. Uh, <laughs> Sir Rick Actor, we should say from now on. Sir, Dr. Sir Rick Actor <laughs> is on the show, hanging out with us. Also joining us uh, is someone who's been a friend of mine for a long time and always supported me here in what I'm doing. Like going way back, Patrick, right? Way, way yeah. back. Patrick, uh, one of the first people to support me. Patrick Collins joining us from the back seat of what I'm going to guess is like a Toyota 4Runner or something. I'm going to say. Oh, I stayed domestic, man. This is a Chevy. Oh. It's a Chevy. Oh, okay. I'm just guessing because of the window back there. That looks like one of the... <laughs> is that a power window that goes side to side? There you yes, go. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, Chevy. sir. Okay. All right. Do we get to know what kind of Chevy? Is it a Silverado? Or, uh, it is a Silverado. Chevy. Okay. Boom. There you go. Awesome. All right. I, I'm into cars. <laughs> I'm into cars. I'm oh, that's assuming, right. That's right. Yeah. 
I'm assuming Rick is into cars too because he's from Detroit. So. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. I'm definitely into cars, man. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. So we got a lot of things to get into. Um, I do want to remind everyone out there to smash the thumbs ups. Okay, that's really, really important. Uh, share this if you can. You know, we're being like severely um, shadow banned by YouTube and all the powers that be. So I would really like everyone to do that. The first big shout out I want to do because someone gave us a super chat here, which is ridiculously amazing. So I'm going to do that. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money. That's that's my friend, <laughs> Gorillas and Guns. There, uh, this super chat is from Real Cujo, and he gave us fifty bucks, which uh, that's awesome. Oh, awesome. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Real Cujo. He says, "I just wanted to say congratulations on eight hundred episodes. You and everyone that make this show have sacrificed a lot. I want to personally thank you. Oh, I'm still waiting on baby faces augmentation that I put twenty dollars on. Remember, Patrick's." Uh, uh, breast implant. That's not. That's not for you, Patrick. That's for baby face. <laughs> this is. This goes. This goes kind of way back. We were trying to get money to get him implants. It didn't work out. Uh, you know? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't really work out. Even if we would have gotten the money, I don't think he would have done it. But it, it didn't work out. So <laughs> big. I feel thanks. like I'm uh, walking into a uh, <laughs> trouble. Uh, Reduction at the opera at, at the intermission. I'm trying to figure out what happened just, 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 uh, just take a deep breath and go with it. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's the best advice I could give to you. Let me see what my camera is not focusing on me. Here we go. Come on, focus in. Okay, not focusing. All right, let's see here if we can get it. There we go. All right, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, we get a little crazy here, Rick. If you haven't. If you haven't seen this before, we do get a little crazy. Um, before I move on from that, I really do want to thank Real Cujo as well. That's one of those guys that's been supporting me uh, from the beginning of this. And I really appreciate all the stuff that he does. Um, not just giving us money. Also, he's always looking like everything that we put up on all three channels. Real Cujo is there commenting and sharing things all the time. Uh, we talk to each other from time to time and keep up with each other. So I really appreciate him as well as everyone else that does that. Um, anyone that needs a shout out on the show, please let us know. If you guys have questions for Rick Ector or, or Patrick Collins, let me know. We'll definitely get into that and we will address all of those questions. I see there's stuff coming up um, in the news as well that some folks want to talk about. So we'll get into all of that if you guys want to. But I, I do really want to thank everyone that tunes into the show every night. So 800 episodes for two hours, that's like 1,600 hours of shows going live. And then we take the audio out of that and it goes up also on iTunes and lots of other things that you can listen to. Um, that's a lot of hours. So there's a lot of folks out there that are in the chat right now that are always here in the chat hanging out, listening, talking, sharing stuff. I see, like, uh, uh, other than Real Cujo, I see Chris Bolas. I see LV Lewis Cipher. Um, you know, uh, let's see who else we got. I think I said Armament and Axes, of course. Um, if I did it, I just said it again. So if anyone wants a shout-out, Jay Grew is out there. Shout-out to Jay Grew, CB. I'm throwing everyone a hair up on the screen. James Miller also out there. Uh, 42 Chilled said, Rick Ector doing good in Detroit. Thank you. Oh, we're going to talk about Detroit. I'm going to find out if he knows Eminem. 
That's that was gonna be my first. It's <laughs> yeah, gonna be my first question. <laughs> um. So, and Chris Bullis says, "I didn't know Hank knew Morgan Freeman." Uh no. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Rick is better looking that. than Morgan. Yo, you take it. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Appalachian Gunrunner is out there as well. If you guys give me a second here, I'm just giving a shout out to the folks. The Juice is out there. He says Chevy like a rock. That's from the Juice. Uh, Ray Bazzolo is also out there. He says be American, buy American, just not GM. <laughs> yeah, I know that's gonna. That's just gonna start a thing, right? Um, everyone's gonna, Oh yeah. I, I'm not, are you guys brand specific? Like I'm in a Ford right now, but I like all cars. You guys brand specific at all? Well, I don't really, uh, have a specific, uh, you know, model make mm -hmm. that I, I'm partial to. However, I had a, uh, background in the auto industry. I used to work as a manufacturing supervisor mm -hmm. over at, uh, Jefferson North assembly plant here in Detroit years ago. And I did that for a number of years. So. Mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with the car building process, man, and uh, that was a very interesting era of my life. What uh, car? What what were they building there? Was that Ford? the Jeep Grand Cherokee? Ah, the Grand Cherokees. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, those are badass. Mm -hmm. I've never owned a Grand Cherokee, but I've always wanted to. You know, those are. Man, those let me are... tell you, just head on out and get you one. Yeah. <laughs> um, now they've got they've got some really nice ones now. You can I think there's one, isn't there a Grand Cherokee with a Hellcat motor in it? I think so. Yes. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. the Trailhawk is it Trailhawk? Tra Trackhawk. Uh, I think it's Trackhawk. Track yeah, yeah, I think the Trackhawk. Yeah, that's got a that's got the um, I think that's got the 6.4 liter, and then it has the the big supercharger and everything in it, right? Yep. Yeah, and it's all-wheel drive. You know, I don't know. I'm, that's important to me. It's I like the all-wheel drive. You know, if anyone, um, if anyone's into that. So there you go. And Chris Bullis says, "Wow, Hank, you wasted a bunch of my time." Laugh out loud. Yes, we have burnt a lot of brain cells of human beings over the years. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right, listen, let me do this. Uh, let's let's start. Let's start with uh, if you don't mind, Rick, let's start with Patrick. Right. Because I think a lot of people do know what you've done. So I'm going to get into that here. But folks may not know what Patrick is doing, and what he's up to. I did see you guys last here at Florida Carry, as you mentioned. Um, and Patrick does a lot of stuff in in here in the gun community. But why don't you introduce yourself to the folks out there? and tell them like who you are, what you do, how you got into this whole thing. All right. Well, my name is Patrick Collins. I've been an instructor for, oh, about eight years now. Um, and that's how I got into it. Actually, I actually got into it through competition, uh, doing a competitive shooter through USPSA and uh, IDPA and a few local leagues that we have here I'm in the state of Georgia. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always up for a good challenge. And uh, so I started doing that and folks were like, you have a lot of patience. You should teach. So I said, mm -hmm. sure, I'll try it. Give it a shot. You mm -hmm. know, and, you know, people were coming up to me. Hey, can you teach me? You really did good. You know, OK, mm -hmm. that uh, that snowballed. And uh, along my path, I met Rick Hector and uh, 
I, I bet you Rick will tell you the story about how we met. It's uh, rather quite interesting because I believe I met both you guys the same year. Really? No, you okay. tell the story, man. No. Yeah, yeah, you tell it because we couldn't get Rick on here. We had to get you to get Rick on here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I was at my first NRA convention. I literally went there by myself. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and for any of those viewers that have not been to an NRA convention and or not attended any type of convention by yourself. It's mind boggling. I mean, you run into people that you've watched for years on YouTube. You run into like political figures as well that you see on TV or in C-SPAN or CNN or whatever. And uh, so I'm just there by myself trying to soak everything in. Mm -hmm. And I go across the street. I see uh, Jerry Mikulik from, you know, world renowned. What show, which, which one was this? Which uh, do you remember? Uh, I, I think it was in Tennessee somewhere. It okay. was maybe I forget where it was at, but I think mm-hmm. it was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I go to cross a street <laughs> and another very similar hand reaches down and presses the uh, crosswalk button. Mm-hmm. I look at him. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? And Rick, if for those of you guys that don't know Rick, Rick is a character. Like Rick, Rick is going to overtop you. He's going to he was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, so basically, you know, we're just like, oh, I, I'm an instructor. I'm here. This is my uh, I'm here at the NRA convention. Me, too. And it wound up snowballing into a friendship, and I still have the card, the business card that he gave me at the lights, at the crosswalk. I still have that. Mm-hmm. And, and so this was probably about, I want to say maybe seven years ago. What are we, 20, was it, 2011? Was it, was it 14 or 15? Because LV Louis Cipher says that was in Nashville, if he's not mistaken. I'm sure. Yeah, I think it was will. in Nashville. It, it may mm-hmm. have been in Nashville. Yeah, yeah it sounds like Nashville. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And so... I, I've uh, I've been in contact with Rick, and I did meet you at that show too. You mm-hmm. had an AK shaved into the side of your head. Oh, I met okay. you with uh, <laughs> with Tim from Military oh, Arms oh. Channel. That's, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I today, was just like, wait. Today a is his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to military to uh, Tim from Military Arms Channel. Everyone happy should go birthday, tell him Tim. happy birthday on his social media. It's his birthday today. Um, so nice. yeah, yeah. So okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, I I met everybody and anybody who I followed, anybody and mm-hmm. everybody. And uh, Rick was like, you should come up to Detroit and teach at my event. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, this yeah, guy just met on the street. To to Detroit. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I mean, to Detroit. <laughs> people, you know, people try to get out of Detroit and he's inviting everyone into Detroit. Oh, exactly. well, you know what? You're officially invited to come, man. I'm actually expecting you to come. Oh no! I on you until I, I have my piece of this show, but no. Oh, oh you're gonna have to talk to my scheduler, aka Lola. We can get him to come with you. You can do the show there. Um, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever been in Detroit before. I don't think so. Have I? So I'm taking that as a yes, then. Uh, at some point. <laughs> Is is what I'm going to say right now. <laughs> at some point, at some point, uh, we'll that doesn't work, sound like we'll that doesn't sound details. like next month, man. When do you do? When do you do your show? When is your? When is the big? Uh, so let's let's okay. Let's actually do this. Let's have 
you now, Rick Ector. Tell the folks out there who don't know who you are and what you're doing, what it is you do. You have this thing in Detroit called Laid. So, yes, everyone could start figuring out what that is, right? Yeah. Well, that is the. That. Uh, you, yeah, you try to get people laid in Detroit. advocacy site, which is huh. legally armed in Detroit. And yeah, I, tend I was, I was, to, I was uh, trying to play that out I, as I, long I tend, as I possibly could. I tend to get a lot of interesting <laughs> uh, reactions when I tell them, yeah, I run laid in Detroit, right? Right. I want you to get laid. Legally armed in Detroit. And yeah, mm. before anybody tries to steal that domain, I've owned it for like the last 10 years and counting. I'm telling and you. And it's on auto renew. So no, you won't be able to get it. Mm. But uh 10 years ago, I was uh, watching my local news broadcast and I saw a very disturbing uh, story about how a woman's body was uh, assaulted, how she was killed and her body was just laid out in the street, you know, as Mm -hmm. if she was trashed. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, someone should do something about that. And, uh, you know, I thought about it and uh, eventually the idea hit me was that I could do something. And so I contacted four other firearms instructors and I said, hey, look, let's get together and let's uh, post up at a local gun range and I'll I'll fund everything. I'll see how many women that I can get through social media to come to the gun range and I'll take care of everything from uh, range time, providing a gun, ammunition, and I need you guys to help me make sure that we get that we train these women properly and safely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I used my social media, you know, exposure, you know, at the time what was this like 10 years ago. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I got 50 women to show up. Right. And so mm-hmm. when I, I mentioned that to uh, our mutual friend, Kim Blanchard, you know, when mm-hmm. I was uh, shout out to saw Ken. Him at the, saw <laughs> Ken and I was mm-hmm. telling him, man, uh, I only got 50 people to show up, right? And I'm bummed out. I'm thinking, okay, only. free, right? <laughs> yeah. Free. I'm like, uh-huh. free, man, right? Mm-hmm. You tell mm-hmm. people something's free, you expect them to come because it's mm-hmm. free, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, no, 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 no. That was That's great. That's great. He's like, keep going. See how far you can do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so I kept doing it and doing it and every year growing. And uh, lo and behold, last year, my uh, current high water mark, over a two-day weekend, we did uh, 1,938 women in two days uh, at two different gun ranges, one day on uh, Saturday and one day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that during the height of the pandemic when everybody was told to stay home and all these other mm-hmm. concerns. Yeah, that was uh, you know a concern, but I did my homework and research, and we exercised an abundance of caution. Mm-hmm. And not a single person that I know of came down with COVID. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so undaunted this year, now that we're through this whole uh, shutdown phase, hopefully, I'm looking to double what we did last year. So my goal is to train 4,000 women across two days at two different gun ranges simultaneously over at the top gun range and over at the recoil range in Taylor. We're going to do it simultaneously both on Saturday and both on Sunday. It is a, a, a huge project. It requires a ton of resources. Uh, fortunately for me, I've been able to uh, make some partnerships with a lot of different people who've been able to contribute, whether we're talking about the facilities, we're talking about the actual guns that are gonna be shot, the ammunition, 
And uh, what do we need? 4,000 pairs of safety glasses, 4,000 pairs of earplugs. And I tell you, the piece that I'm working on now is making sure I have enough actual manpower on hand because I'm talking about doing two different locations simultaneously. So I need instructors to teach uh, the women who are going to show up. We're going to teach them one-on-one in a safe environment. And, uh, you know, I'm, sure, sure I'm showing the dot com right now as you're speaking. Yeah, I'm showing off the dot com right now as you as you're speaking. When is that event going to actually take place or, or roughly when is it going to take place? It's going to be this upcoming August 21st, 22nd. OK, both on Saturday, both on Sunday. One mm-hmm. thing that I do want to caution people who are listening in, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to need to register for the event. The links will be published uh, all mm-hmm. over social media properties that I have. I always direct people over to my uh, Rick's Firearm Academy Detroit page over on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash uh, Michigan CCW. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you find me using my uh, standard handle of Detroit CCW, you can usually find me. Uh, whether it's uh, my own YouTube channel, you know, I got over 2,200 videos out there. Uh, whether I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, we talked about YouTube, Facebook, you name it. If it's a popular social media site, I usually have a site out there. And I do a good job of making people aware of what we're doing. But yeah, right now, I'm in full all-out promotion mode. Because the thing is, I was sharing with you uh, before we got started. No matter how big this event gets, I always mm-hmm. come across someone that tells me, wow, if only I had known about it. You know, and I'm like, well, hey, this is the 10th year we've done it. And, right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm doing everything I can to, to get the word out more. Yeah. And so, uh, fortunately for mm-hmm. me, I've been able to meet people such as you, Hank, and you have yeah. a uh, social media presence, man. I am truly awed by your productivity I can't imagine doing a show with the frequency that you do. I don't know if you taking you, you taking rooster pills or what. I'm just man. falling what, through what it. I'm just falling through <laughs> it, man. There's What's no, the source of your of your stamina no, and endurance, man? There's no kind of organization. I'm just falling through it. Um, and by the way, shout out man, to Smash Time. I'm seeing all that gray. I'm seeing all that gray, man. Know, I know you're know. not a young fella, no, but hey, no. man, what's what's the source I'm of your stamina? I'm an old man. I just keep going, you know. Um, it's it's. Uh, I'm just motivated to do this. And what I was going to say to you is that, you know, we all play we all play different parts. I think you were asking about that, and I was saying to you that what you know, it's very difficult to do what you're doing to to organize an event like that. Um, to have two thousand people, two different places, for example, um, at the same time getting training, keep everyone safe, keep the instructions going, all the things that that wrap into that, it's very difficult. So I think what folks like myself should be doing is helping you promote this, you know. And I'm uh, absolutely a hundred percent open um, to helping you. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's why we're doing this now. And whatever else we can do to help promote this, we'll we'll be happy to do. And there's there's folks out there that are part of our network, people that we deal with, I think that can help you out as well. And this is really what we should all be doing when someone like yourself has taken the last 10 years out of his life to bring something like this to Detroit, which I think is um, it's amazing. Right. Uh, and you're you know, absolutely, you know, you're absolutely thing, correct. Huh? Go ahead. The one thing that I, that I would definitely like to explore people doing mm-hmm. is something that my good friend 
Patrick over here is going to do. He's actually going to bring himself to Detroit again. He showed up last year and lended his talents and expertise to help us train almost 2,000 women. And my good buddy Patrick is going to be back again to help me do 4,000 women. So how do people, how do people. If there's anyone that wants to help, the help I need that I'm focusing on now is if you have some credentials, some teaching ability that's been documented, uh, whether it's through the NRA or whether it's USCCA or or through your particular state, I invite you, I implore you to visit Detroit. You know, come on down. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, it could very easily single-handedly be the most rewarding thing that you will ever do to empower 4,000, hopefully 4,000 plus women on uh, the very basic fundamentals of firearm safety and how to discharge a gun at a target, man. It is the thing that drives me, you know, and I, I, this is my project, my baby. I've been doing it for 10 years, man. And uh, how far I can take this thing, the sky's the limit, but I'm committed to seeing how far I can go with it. Okay, so what you need right now is instructors. That's what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Right now, more than anything, I need instructors. I I need people who are like, hey, I'm sitting around. I'm not doing anything that weekend, August 21st, August 22nd. I'd love to come to Detroit. I haven't been there. And it's Detroit. What do they do? It's Detroit. Wait, hold on a second. What? (laughs) It's Detroit? It's Detroit, not Detroit. Detroit. Man, nothing is more irritating to us uh, Detroiters than people that go Detroit. No, uh, it's not Detroit. It's uh, Detroit. Did I say De- Detroit or Detroit? Which one did I say? I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll probably say both. It's you know, it's my accent. No, man, you can't say both. No, 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 no. You say Detroit, no. I'll say Detroit. Man, you know you what? say yep. potato, you know I'll say potato. Tomato, tomato. Until, no. until you eventually come here, you can practice no. that in the mirror a, a million times yeah, until you yeah. pronounce I'm it in correctly. De- I'm yeah. in Detroit, son. Right I'm now, in Detroit. I'm, I'm focusing on manpower. Manpower, okay. manpower, manpower. Mm-hmm. And short of manpower... If you absolutely, positively cannot make it, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, hey, send some funds, help us, you know, make sure that we have all the materials and things mm-hmm. that we need. You know, I do stuff such as actually feed the volunteers. You know, I'm not feeding them a, a four, a four, five course meal at, out of the steakhouse, but I mm-hmm. mean, just something to provide them with nourishment and snacks and drinks and water. Can we send food? You know, if you can find a way to get it to us in an edible fashion, yeah, send it to us. (laughs) Yeah. So I want uh, want it it already cooked. I don't want you steering in cattle and chickens. You know, I want it actually cooked. Someone will send a cow. Someone will send a cow out there. Um. (laughs) I I need a cow that has already been cut, butchered Mm. and battered Mm. and fried. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. listen, first of all, I'm going to encourage everyone to smash the thumbs ups. If if everyone in here smashes the thumbs ups right now, that would be awesome. Um, So including you guys, LV Louis Cypher says uh, what instructor creds are required so what what did Patrick have to have the you know how how to what's what's the requirements well, here? Well, to be to be an instructor, I mean you know uh, be credentialed by some official body. I mean not just some mm-hmm. group that you created, you know, mm-hmm. in your family room. I mean if you're a National Rifle Association credentialed firearms instructor, you mm-hmm. USCCA firearms instructor, 
if there are some state level organizations in your state that credentials people, mm-hmm. then yeah, I want you to be a professional credential firearms instructor. I don't want you to be some guy that says, oh man, it's going to be 4,000 women. Hey, I'll help you. You know, no, no, yeah. no. I want someone that's professional and credential and that has a proven track record of yep. safely introducing people to shooting. Okay. All right. Uh, Patrick, did you want to add to that? And what credentials do you have? So I'm an NRA certified instructor. Uh, I also teach at a, uh, at a private um, company here in Georgia, which also does um, our own level of instructing, which goes far and beyond. As mm-hmm. we know, NRA is the basic pistol safety. It's mm-hmm. pretty basic, pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also teach uh, assist with police officers in post certification. So that's a little more advanced than just your simple, you know, this don't shoot yourself instructor. Okay. All right. But what I do want to add, though, Mm -hmm. is that we really need as many hands on deck as possible. Um, When you when we get to the range and and you see the line of people and and I don't know if you're going to pull up a line from from uh, previous uh, uh, previous events, but this line is just ridiculously long. If you've if you've never seen five to six hundred women lined up. You know, I mean, going down you know, the street in my, in my the heyday, in my heyday, you know, you used to, used to roll like that. Um, where would I, where would I send me? We have Will Chamberlain hosting the show. Today. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean, yeah, I was, I was yeah. a beautiful, beautiful young man back in the days. Um, can someone send me a link, Patrick, uh, to, to show of like from the last year or okay. what, whatever it is. Um, what, so, okay. So people just need to get in touch go through the website that I showed. How are they doing this? How are the instructors doing this? And then I'm assuming you're also looking maybe for some safety folks out there too, or some people to play yeah, range, range safety. safety officers, credential firearms trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, you know, make contact with me over at my Facebook page, which is facebook.com Facebook? Detroit forward slash Detroit CCW or Rick Ector. That, that will get you, you know, the keys to the kingdom. It'll direct you to, uh, Rick's Firearm Academy Detroit page. Okay, so it's not the la- it's not legally armed. It's not legally armed in Detroit. It's a different Facebook. That's that's my blog. You know, I'm okay. pretty sure I have some information out on the blog. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to direct people there the most expeditiously way. I mean, okay. with all the web properties and like yeah. YouTube stuff that I have out there, there's right. more than a million different ways to find me. I'm just trying to get you there the quickest and most efficient. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Patrick. If you send me, if you guys send me something specific to share, I will throw that up there and share it with the folks. And right now, Lola sent me some pictures. This is Lola and, hey, and Rick at the I know that room. handsome guy there. There you go. And there's me in the background, blurred, by the way. That That's me in the background, but yeah, yeah. I see that's how everyone gets yep. down. Oh, and I'm actually, that's, uh, that's Eric right there. From GOA yep. that I'm talking about. Everyone see that logo on that sweatshirt? Focus on that logo on the sweatshirt. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. I'll be oh. at the event selling sweatshirts and T-shirts with this logo. With the women being a women's event, pink, I'll be selling like a ton of pink T-shirts okay. with that All logo right. on it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and let me see. There's another one. Oh, here's Patrick right here. Boom. Let's see if we can get this up. There you go. With a, with a bag of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if your viewers understand how much goes involved with uh-huh. teaching this many people at once. I mean, mm-hmm. it is. 
I mean, hell, a class for a normal instructor is maybe five to ten. Uh, and even that's a big class for a single person. Um, Four thousand—that—that's a whole different ball game. That's—I mean, you're, you have to have a well-oiled machine, uh, sources of ammunition, I Air Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to have lined up, and and, and Rick just seems to make it happen. Yeah, four thousand I mean, women. How much ammo? What kind of ammo? Someone was asking. I see here gonna, in the chat. Shoot. Someone's asking what kind of guns. 20 rounds each. So uh, obviously, that's going to be 80,000 rounds of ammo. And I'm not sure what particular part of the country uh, the questioner is is from. Mm -hmm. But anywhere, it's it's usually been kind of hard to come by. And uh, Mm -hmm. I have been fortunate that I've been in the gun industry, the gun training realm for a number of years. And I've made a lot of friends and I have access to resources who buy into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin uh, Kazaroff over at, uh, at, at Phoenix. He has his own ammu- Phoenix Ammo. He has his own uh, ammunition manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. You know, he came through with a huge donation. As a matter of fact, he gave me half the ammo, 40,000 oh. rounds of 9 millimeter. And cool. I think the question you mentioned was why 9 millimeter, right? Uh, no, I mean, I think people wanted to know if they were going to be shooting handguns, rifles, handguns, and rifles. Is everything going to be nine? No, okay. it's, it's, it's going to be a streamlined process. We're just mm-hmm. shooting handguns. Okay. Uh, nine millimeter is going to be the caliber of choice. You know, usually I'll get someone that says, well, hey, why are you shooting nine millimeter? Everyone knows you should shoot, uh, a beginner should shoot, you know, a 22 LR. Well, you know what? I don't see any reason why a properly trained individual can't shoot nine millimeter. Plus, yeah. from a functional standpoint, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, standardization is the uh, thing that helps this thing run. So I standardize the caliber to be mm-hmm. nine millimeter. You're going to be one on one with the trainer mm-hmm. after you've had a rain safety briefing. He's going to literally be a whisper away. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety is the number one concern. And uh, we haven't had any incidents uh, to date. Uh, due to one having trained firearms trainer and making sure that we have our own range safety briefing with just the instructors before we even start the day of lining people up to get in line to be filtered into uh, the shooting lanes and to get them to start shooting. You know, Mm -hmm. safety is the number one concern. There's a training Mm -hmm. session for the instructors who should already be credentialed and experienced. And then we run each individual a woman participant through a range safety briefing before they get into a booth one-on-one with a firearms trainer. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a great process and uh, it works. Okay. LB Louis Cypher wants to know uh, what firearms are being provided to the students. Do they provide their own? If, if a student has a nine millimeter firearm and they want to bring it and with the record number of firearm sales that we've had in the country just over the last six months to a year, or if you want to even go back two years, there's an awful lot of people who, if they're fortunate enough to find a gun and buy it, they haven't been able to shoot it yet. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great opportunity to actually learn how to shoot your 9 millimeter firearm. Now, if you don't have a 9 millimeter firearm, guess what? I'm going to provide access to a firearm, nine millimeter, that you're going to shoot at the actual range. So if you have your own gun, great. If not, we'll provide a nine millimeter for you. Well, gee, Rick, what nine millimeter are you going to have them shoot? Is there a 
Rick sanctioned model nine millimeter gun that you're going to push. Mm-hmm. Hey, like I said, this thing is uh, ran by donations. Uh, the gun range that we're going to use over in Taylor, uh, they're actually going to furnish the guns that we're actually going to use. And a guy uh, who actually uh, is in the gun industry, he's going to supply the guns from his firm for us to use at the other location. So okay. it's, mm-hmm. it's basically an all hands on deck, whatever I can get my hands on. If mm-hmm. there's uh, some ammunition manufacturer out there, you know, mm-hmm. like Glock or somebody like that that wants mm-hmm. to come in and bring in their, you know, bring in their guns with their mm-hmm. fancy logos and have the women shoot with those guns, I am open. Contact yeah. me and we'll make that happen. Okay. So you're still open for companies to donate things and, and uh, do things for the event, right? Um, do you want Absolutely. to... Do you want to shout out any companies that are already doing stuff, uh, or do you want to shout out anyone? I, I know, obviously, we've got Patrick here, and he's he's oh, doing man. something to I help mean, you out. I mean, you, you know, to... you know, on the one hand, I want to, but on the uh-huh. other hand, man, I, I really don't because once <laughs> okay. I start shouting out people, guess, guess what inevitably happens? You miss someone. Someone gets mad. Oh man, and you know what? And don't let that be a person that's providing an essential part of your mission, man, that, mm-hmm. that is a bad situation to be in. Right, people get do butt hurt. Do you understand this? Every, every year when I conduct this event, I usually do a recap. Mm-hmm. I usually uh, produce a, uh, an article that's of several pages in length, and I usually get Ammo Land and some of the other places in the gun rights communities to, to publish this, and I do a full accounting of everyone that was involved, and I give them their just credit, and I publicly thank them in some uh, public fashion and, and, and public format to let them know that we appreciate them being a part of this project, this project for the last several years. Okay. Um, so here, we've got to – go ahead, Patrick. You, you, I was going to say, I do know one person that I'd like to shout out, and that's okay. uh, the Gun Owners of America. They, I mean, their contributions in particular, as well as Phoenix Ammunition, don't don't get me wrong. And, mm-hmm. and Rick, I know you don't want to start calling out people, so I'm not going to let you call them out. I'll call them out. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll blame it all on Patrick because he missed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and if I knew the guy who donated the guns in the previous years, I would call him out too. Uh, but you know, it, it really to make this happen. It, mm-hmm. It's it's a collective events, uh, collective uh, uh, sequence of events that needs to happen. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, when you dive down to it, I mean, I remember last year I saw Rick right the day before the event, and he's still crunching numbers and making sure things are mm-hmm. going right, making sure that you know he's taking on phone calls. He he's on an interview here, and then he's, I mean. It takes a lot. It really yeah. does. And I'm sure this I, is know, a kind of year-round kind of thing, right? You're only are you only doing this once a year or several times in the year? I do this once a year, man, okay. and just to do it once mm-hmm. a year, it's an it's it's a full time project mm-hmm. in which you're lining up volunteers and resources, man. When uh, you consider just the sheer amount of ammunition that I needed, you know, eighty thousand rounds to make this thing even viable. Mm-hmm. You know, I even had a lot of people in the in the firearm and ammunition industry. They asked me and say, "Well, gee, how many rounds do you need?" I said, "Uh, eighty thousand." Yeah, and uh, I had a uh, company, they say they say, "Wow, man, good luck with that." And I'm like, yeah, exactly. oh, "Okay, good luck <laughs> I'll with talk that. to you later." How about, how about a hand? Can you, uh, you know, 
do something, you know? Yeah, Whatever. you know, maybe, so maybe you can do something like, um, you know, because look, I know it is, especially like you said, right, with everything going on right now, 80,000 rounds, that's a lot. I mean, you know, 9mm was, in some cases, a dollar a round. Right, yeah. there are people paying a dollar around. Even if you, if, even if you break it down to like, let's say, fifty cents around, right? That's forty thousand dollars just on the ammo. Significant <laughs> I mean, donation. I mean, I'd hold you guys up for that ammo. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, if you want, if you, I mean, so if how you about really wanted to, if you really wanted to dive into the the, the brass tax and, and mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I just look at just the labor, right? Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. professional credential firearms trainers and range safety officers. You know, they're, for the most part, many of them, you know, do this as an official sideline. And you figure, you know, what is their time worth? Yeah, it, it's worth an awful lot because if they weren't volunteering at the event, they could be conducting their own event and generating revenue and income. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for them... I truly appreciate them participating in the program and donating their time. I yeah. mean, the whole I and I haven't done this because I haven't really perceived the need to do it. But when you tally up, you know, everything that's involved, considering everyone's personal time and the actual access to the guns and ammunition and targets and mm-hmm. earplugs and mm-hmm. eyeglasses. I mean, this is a fairly substantial project. It is. Yeah. So in the interest of helping, you know, I I like to help people. And I always tell folks out there, you don't have to like, you know, it doesn't have to always be money or it doesn't. You don't always have to think like, oh, I can't help a lot. So therefore, I'm not going to help at all. You could do small things to help. How about, you know, we start a drive here and we just try to get everyone to give up one box of nine millimeter. Right. How about that? You know, hey man, that'd be great. Like, yeah, we could do something like that. Everyone could just mail in to you. Well, I don't know how that works. We got we have to check into exactly how that works in the, you know, uh, legally. How well, don't we... put don't put it in the actual U.S. mail. You'd have right. to actually uh, <laughs> how you actually <laughs> send ammo in. But you know, you could look if if you got a lot of if you got a lot of people to participate in that, and everyone sent in a box of ammo. I mean, you know, that's well, like fifty here, rounds here, here's, a box. Here's, 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 Here's the great thing of where I'm currently positioned right now, mm-hmm. principally with, uh, you know, the ammunition that was donated by Phoenix Ammo and mm-hmm. uh, Michigan Coalition of Responsible Gun Owners. Mm-hmm. They also gave me a substantial donation to cover ammunition. Okay. I don't need ammunition and I don't want anyone to inadvertently put ammunition cartridges into the U.S. Yeah. postal system and, and be subjected to federal fines for committing a, a, a bad situation a, a no-no mm-hmm. you know what don't mail me any ammo right okay yeah. uh, send money resources, <laughs> <laughs> well in terms of resources in, in the order that i see it uh manpower if you are a firearms trainer you're a range mm-hmm. safety officer and you're willing to come here to uh suburban detroit to participate mm-hmm. in this project i would absolutely love to have you Okay. Short of that, you can't be there to to be there on the premises. Yeah, go ahead. Send us a donation. And mm-hmm. where to send it? Send it to uh, dollar sign Rick Hector over at uh, over at uh, what was that? What Cash App. Cash, Cash App. App or you yeah. can do the PayPal, which is info at DetroitCCW.com. Okay. Awesome. Go ahead, Patrick. 
I was going to say, too, you know, last year, I, I, I'm fully aware of one person that was not a credentialed instructor, but they were pinnacle in helping out. Um, you know, the transition going from the classroom setting to the range setting, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you really have to work some of the folks in there because you got to remember, fourth, uh, you know, 2000 women at last year, not all of them were as familiar with firearms as you and I are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of them could have had a violent encounter with a firearm or mm-hmm. it could have been a, a sexual abuse or domestic violence victim. Yeah. Um, so not every mm-hmm. person there is quite comfortable and of course, you know, they go through the, the, the safety briefing and they, they understand the importance of everything, but then they start to get a little anxious and nervous. And we mm-hmm. had so, quite a few folks helping out with that transition, going mm-hmm. from the classroom setting to the range setting, um, you know, helping to shuffle the, the folks along saying, okay, this is the sound of a gunshot. Mm-hmm. This is the sound of a gunshot going off four feet from you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and just just bringing them and catering them and massaging them to get them ready to go to that line. I mean, mm-hmm. those folks were helping out as well. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. they didn't handle any firearms. They didn't give any advice, but they were helping out. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Let me get this comment. comment and, he, in. And, he said, and he said massaging in a figurative sense. He yes, wasn't saying no, literally. No, yes. no, no hashtag <laughs> me too going on here. Uh, Paul Freed gave us some money, money here. Money, 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 money. <laughs> All right. He gave us 10 bucks. He says, keep up the good work. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate that. Um, Shout out to everyone who's coming in here. I want everyone to smash those thumbs ups. Uh, Asper Warrior says, so this is happening in Detroit. He, He just came in late. Yes, this is happening in Detroit. It takes place in the middle of August, right? I believe. Yes, August yeah. 21st and August 22nd. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. It's going to okay. be done simultaneously at right. two gun ranges in Taylor, Michigan, mm-hmm. over at Recoil and over at Top Gun. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Billa says, I can lend moral support. Uh, you know, hey, moral support's good. Go to one of Rick's uh, social medias and share it. You know, help share the message, get things out there. Share this podcast. You know, that will go a long way um, to helping out, right? There's always things you could do. If you know someone who could help out, that's a way to go about this as well. I think um, you might be able to help talk to some of the companies that can contribute in, uh, into this whole effort. If not now, this is going to happen again next year, and I'm sure Rick is going to take it. Next year, he's going to have 10,000 women in in uh in in, in you know I, i'm guessing like 18 hours yeah, yeah in like 20 different <laughs> rangers in detroit to do it on hank's property yes oh no <laughs> that is a big negatory that is a big negatory uh, um, uh american freedom outdoors says how about putting a portion of the super chats to help out towards ammo um uh let's see and lv louis cypher says uh ammo has to be shipped fedex or ups so there you go that's the whole deal with the ammo yeah listen right now right now i don't right now for this event for this year i don't need ammo phoenix ammunition and uh ammo's covered yeah gun owners have covered the ammo yeah um and then uh let's see and then someone so richard maunder who's over in england says why not order it online and have it uh sent to his address yeah you can always do that but they don't need ammo they need other things they need instructors they need they they need actually money to to help get this done um one of the big things i take it upon myself to actually feed people and and keep them Mm -hmm. give them snacks and stuff to drink and yeah you need to stay hydrated right right what kind Mm -hmm. of um mm -hmm. 
What I kind mean, of there's all sorts of things that pop up on the so and then when right? so when these instructors are coming down like when an instructor like uh like Patrick is coming down there are they paying their way there where are they staying you know what's the what's the gritty details I wish I could man you know here? what the great thing that I love about volunteers such as Patrick who come mm-hmm. all the way from Atlanta mm-hmm. Georgia you know mm-hmm. how far Atlanta Georgia is from Detroit oh yeah very far. Yeah. Very far, and you know yeah. what? As a matter of fact, Pat was making it's, a, uh, fifteen hundred miles course, I don't know going, exactly. going going on a much longer journey, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he stopped over <laughs> in Detroit. And when he mm-hmm. contacted me, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm going to be in in Detroit for a minute." You know what I did? I dropped mm-hmm. everything I was doing, and came over, and we went out. I think we had breakfast. Didn't, wasn't that breakfast we wouldn't have? It, it was breakfast. Hey, anytime yeah. he comes in town, just call me and give me a heads up and I'll drop what I'm doing because I know he's coming all the way from Atlanta to be in Detroit, you know. As a yeah. friend, it's the least I can do is have a meal with him. Yeah, and Lola is throwing up your cash app as well as the uh, PayPal. Um, oh, I appreciate I that. Tell her I said That's thank up you. there uh, for folks who want to help out. Yeah, so and then so so these instructors are coming out there really on their own dime, obviously. Because it would they be are, and I truly appreciate out. each yeah. and every one of them. Uh, yeah. Last year, we had instructors come in from uh, California. We had people come in from, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, Georgia, uh, Ohio. You know, there's this friendly rivalry between Michigan and Ohio. We had several mm-hmm. Buckeyes from the Buckeye Firearms Association came up. Mm-hmm. And quite a few other states, man. See, see, I'm naming states, and I know I'm going to forget some. Had okay. uh, people come up from uh, uh Florida Carey came up. Yeah. So, Florida. you know, the what what's the mascot of, of the Florida team there? Florida what? Uh, the Gators? Gators? We had some Gators? Gators come up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lola's a Gator. Um, so so where are you staying, Patrick? Like is there, you know, I know like there's an image of Detroit, right? Which I'm sure is not true. Everyone, you know, it's like <laughs> probably the worst place on the face of the planet. You know, people have these images going on of Detroit. Someone asked earlier, what's more dangerous, Detroit or blah, 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 some other place. Where are you staying there? How, you know. Um... So the best answer for that would be we uh, Rick. Rick has set up an instructors only uh, chat or an instructors mm-hmm. only site uh, for the event. And mm-hmm. if, if they qualify and they vet out, because Rick actually does vet folks out. I mean, he checks uh, him, uh, Tanisha, um, you know, he his his folks check. Um, but if they are qualified and they match up, we welcome them into the little group. And then um, all that information is in that chat or in mm-hmm. that uh, that group page, per se. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. OK, so people have to be vetted out to find out about that particular that particular thing right yep um oh yeah, yeah. so this, this... If, if, if you if you contact me and mm-hmm. you are a credential trainer range safety officer we'll direct you to this private group that we set up on facebook and it's a uh an area just for people associated with mm-hmm. the event and we do a lot of coordination there and of course mm-hmm. by telephone and uh okay. it facilitates the transfer of information to make sure everyone is all on the same page Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, if you're credentialed, uh, you know, with like, you know, good credentials, I'm guessing, you know, um, there's some. Oh, yeah. I mean, from some recognized firearms training, granting, Mm 
uh, governmental agency or yeah, training not VADA or something like that. We're not, you know, if you're, <laughs> yeah, if you're that, you know, guy, not yes, that, so, you know, I don't, you know, like God bless you, but I'm not, I don't <laughs> want the guy who will say, well, hey, look, man, I've been a gun owner for for 20 years and yeah, and I know how to yeah. safely shoot a gun. Yeah. No, I, I developed super tactical moves in my own basement, son. <laughs> you know, and, and that may very well be the case. I want some independent credential granting mm-hmm. or organization of right. some sort you know mm-hmm. whether it's nra uscca some state level organization mm-hmm. what have you to be a, a better of source of sorts to to at mm-hmm. least provide me with a modicum amount of confidence that you know what you're doing right and, uh, and just ahead. to add to his point too is that there are CRSOs out there. There are RSOs out there, range safety officers, uh, mm-hmm. chief range safety officers out there. There is a hierarchy. And if you as an instructor do something that's a little shady, they're going to call you out on it. I mean, they know what they're looking for. You know, this is a well-refined, um, you know, this is a course that I would put my own mother through. You know, yeah. that, this, that's that's what the, try to, the type of environment that we're trying to create. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, we will call you out if if you're doing a little something, a little you know, hold the hold the firearm like this or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna call you out on that. You know, okay. um, Patrick's so, real serious about this, man. Do you? you yeah, know, he he seems like he's got a high rank in this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, I'm not even like ranked major, yet. He's like a major general or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's his? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, he's always he's I'll, Patrick's always been a serious guy as long as I've known him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It no, it, it's stuff. it's good stuff though. Good stuff. Yeah. I um, I appreciate. It. Yeah. Um. Armin and Axis says that drive is 720 miles. He used to drive it all the time. Brian Quick says, "Does Rick see Axel Foley driving around in his Ferrari 308 uh, GTB a lot?" Um, of course, yeah. Axel Foley is the yeah. uh, Eddie Beverly Murphy Hills. reference, Beverly yeah. Hills cop, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what you get from nah. Detroit. What's Detroit nah, really like? Nah. Let's talk about that. Everyone has their idea of what Detroit <laughs> is like. Maybe they watched 8 Mile. Maybe they watched uh, freaking Beverly Hills Cop or something like that. What's I mean, the you real say, Detroit? What is Detroit really like, man? You know what? Yeah, I imagine like? Detroit is not unlike any other relatively major large urban center across the country you know mm-hmm. uh granted we have our share of issues but uh if you look at the crime stats particularly coming out of the the pandemic or the post-pandemic era and as a matter of fact i was actually looking at those stats uh places all over the country aren't doing so well crime-wise and mm-hmm. you know even when our ex-police chief uh, james craig published uh, our crime stats from last year uh several months ago mm-hmm. you know even he had to say look crime is up and it, it's it's bad but i i guess when you're trying to put the best face on things he was like but it's not as bad as other places across the country. And then he showed comparing yeah. states, competing stats from other major metropolitan areas. But, uh, yeah. you know, if, the worst if place if in the country from, is D.C. to me, man. That's the worst place. That's where the most crimes I mean, take place. You know, I've lived in Detroit <laughs> my whole entire life. God mm-hmm. willing, I'll be 54 in September, man. And oh. it's always been you're, a, you're a youngster place to live. 
Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. always has been a tough place, man. And, uh, you know, there's just a certain level of existing and living. There's a common street sense being streetwise mm-hmm. that you just acquire from being in this environment. So if you're coming from small town America and you just happen to find your way here, and you're in the wrong community and you look like you don't belong there and you're acting out of place, mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be sized up for victimization. Mm-hmm. Do I think uh, crime is out of control? Well, what do you think out of control is? I mean, I'm relatively crime-free, but you know what? You got to take a lot of things into account. I have a certain level of, of street, uh, uh, being street-wise. Uh, I don't put myself in in a vulnerable position my level of awareness is on a1 mm-hmm. and of course i'm armed so you yeah. know i don't really worry about it too much but i take mm-hmm. an abundance of precaution yeah but uh everywhere is dangerous you know, i agree I, with you on that yeah. you know i wouldn't you know i wouldn't venture into some major urban center you know and not have any experience with that environment or how to conduct yourself there's just some things that you don't do you don't allow yourself to get uh introduced into certain situations you know you obviously are going to keep strangers at bay you're going to keep a certain level of distance from you you're going to assess your environment before you even partake in it if i'm going to some uh, place to patronize and I just don't like the characters that are milling about, guess what? I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah, don't go. You know, high traffic areas such as gas stations and convenience stores, you know what? There are places that you shouldn't be, as particularly after dark, you know? And then, of course, you know, some areas of any community are more challenged than others. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a certain level of just street sense that you just have if you're in the community so yeah and i'm sure it's no different than than some areas of florida absolutely not i mean i grew up in new york city and uh and i lived in some places in new york that were probably bad but when you're there you 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 know you um you're under the pressure right so you don't really necessarily notice it until you come out of that and then look at it look back at it maybe but i think pressure is a good thing you know they say like pressure bust pipes and pressure makes diamonds right so it's just the the difference is you and who you are and whether or not you could take that stuff um let me let me do this real quick before i forget clovertack is out there see clovertack he says what about texas or national 4h youth shooting sports i'm assuming he's asking that so far as the credentials, if those credentials are accepted, I could be wrong. Uh, let us know um, what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not familiar with those. I mean, is that some type of official credential that attests to your ability mm-hmm. to safely operate a firearm mm-hmm. and to safely teach others how to operate a firearm? Is that is that on par with what we're talking about? Is that something mm-hmm. similar? I'm not for sure. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what I want is someone who has some demonstrable credential that attests to some level of safe handling operation and teaching people how to safely use a firearm, particularly a nine millimeter handgun. Doesn't have to be a nine millimeter, but just fundamental firearm safety. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's just some things that go along with the territory. I can just watch 
how you handle and manipulate a gun to tell whether you either uh, don't have any training or you're just reckless and you just choose to voluntarily ignore fundamental firearm safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we've all had that experience where you go to a public range and you see someone that does something out of order and you walk over to them and you either check them or you leave, you know, Mm -hmm. or bring it to the attention of people that that Mm -hmm. operate that range. I mean, I'm sure we've all had that experience. Yeah. At the same time, I think there's lots of good dudes out there who, um, you know, who have a good understanding of what safety is. The biggest event that I've ever done um, that required a lot of different safety officers and all that is the thousand man shoot. Um, Hmm. And that was pretty intense. And that was a lot of different uh, safety people. Obviously, a thousand guns shooting at the same time. Uh, took a lot of coordination and all that kind of stuff. So I think all these things are uh, all these things are doable, you know. And we've got lots of good people out there. You know, I think what Rick, what Rick is trying to do here is make sure that they have the right folks out there because obviously you don't want something to go wrong. Um, you know, and, you know, and, and, and it's and it's not just the things that you think first off. Like obviously. You know, fundamental firearm safety. You're going to keep your gun pointed in a safe direction at all times, right? Finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot, you know, Mm -hmm. those things. And then we even get into some of the things that are, by definition, are rare, but they could still happen. And over the Mm -hmm. course of of this event, we've had them occur. Like everyone knows what a squib load is, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is something that we actually talk about during... Uh, the process of education, our fellow trainers, and like, hey, you may come across one. Well, we've actually come across several squib loads over the years, and uh, we were able to catch them each and every time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is why we follow the rules, um, especially in these situations. LV Louis Cipher wants to know, he says, uh, how legal intensive is this event, or is it just basic firearm handling? When you say how legal intensive yes. in terms of what type of legal information is provided? I'm going to assume that's what he's asking. Yes. I mean, this is not designed to educate people as to what the laws are in terms of, uh, let's say, for example, lethal force usage. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. going to teach someone when they can use lethal force. Right. No, mm-hmm. this is outside the scope of what we're doing. Our, mm-hmm. our major focus is teaching you fundamental firearm safety, how to safely handle a gun, how to safely load it, how to safely discharge it, and hopefully you get some good results and a nice, pretty target silhouette. It's a great introduction to shooting for someone who hasn't had that experience or if you've shot before. And I'll tell you, as a firearms trainer, we all have had that experience where we talk to someone who... Uh, got their concealed carry permit. They have their gun. They shot, you know, during the, that one course. And then they're up for a renewal four years later. And uh, you say, well, hey, when did you last shoot? And they say, well, hey, it, it's been a minute. And in some cases, they haven't shot since they got their initial uh, their initial training. And so that's the other concern, right? Just because you could shoot four years ago, well, you may not be as accurate next time out, and hopefully next time out isn't when your life is on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let me uh, get some. Let me get some stuff in here. Um, 
I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep up with everyone. Smash the thumbs up, guys. My goal by the end of the show is to get to 100. We're only halfway there. We got like 50. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm gonna try to make it happen. This is the 800th show. Let's uh, let's at least try to do it. Charlie Chambers says I love Detroit. Um, and then let's see. Someone uh, YNH says I visited Detroit last summer. I enjoyed myself. Awesome. I think we got a super chat from Flying Rich. Here we go. Money, Flying money, 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 money. <laughs> he says here's some cash. <laughs> you like that, right? He gave us some. He says here's some cash for the guys. Okay, thank you. I appreciate. I, by that, I hope. I, I think you're me. You mean me? So thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh check is in the mail. No, I'm just kidding. Um uh Jackie April <laughs> this okay. Jackie April says these fellas both need training from VADA tactical, lacking that their credentials are um uh nil to me. He's just joking. He's just joking. Do you know do you know about that? I don't know if you know about VADA at all. You probably Oh yeah, you, you know what? Your yeah. interview yeah. with him was epic, man. That was like much see journalism in the gun in the gun space, That was episode man. one. And you know, and the one and the one thing I want to give a shout out to you, man, is because you displayed like the utmost in professionalism. You were like you played you played it straight that I didn't detect mm-hmm. any sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were like, hey, I'm a professional journalist. You are mm-hmm. garnering a lot of publicity, and mm-hmm. I just want to give you your chance to give your explanation or your take on things. So, yeah, no. a huge shout out to you, man. Because, Thank you. Hey, I mean, I'm I not a professional I, journalist, I but I don't you know. know. I don't know if I could have done it on that level in terms right. of being that professional. Right. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not a professional <laughs> journalist. I was I was trying to give him, uh, you know, give him a fair shot, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's one of those things that like. So that was episode one, actually, of this podcast. That, oh, that, OK. Well, I remember. I yeah. remember that well. Yeah. And um, and so here's the thing. Right. You guys have probably been through this before. I'm sure I'm not the only one. That whole Vada thing was blowing up and I saw it, but I really didn't care about it. And then everyone started reaching out to me because he's a black guy. They felt like I knew who he was. And they were like, what's <laughs> right. up with your dude? And I was like, I don't even I don't, I don't even know this guy. You know, I don't know this so, guy so, from anywhere. So, so, how did you, so how were you able to get a hold to him, one, and two, convince him to do your show? So it turned I mean, out. Obviously, mm-hmm. he, he had to be questioning your motives when right. you contacted him. I mean, how were you able to convince him that you would treat the subject fairly? So the thing that is true that there were there are there are a lot of black uh, people out there who do follow and support me. Right. So what actually happened mm-hmm. is someone on Facebook. Do you know who that was, Patrick? It was someone on Facebook that I knew and he knew him and he was like, yeah, I'll get that guy on your show. We'll do it. You know, yeah. it was, uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. He's the, the guy is in some organization. But and I said, hey, do you know this guy? And he was like, yeah, I know him. We'll we'll. we'll you know, we'll get him to uh, come on there. And he came on with him. So I would have to go back to that episode and look at it. But it was the gentleman that um, that came on with him at the time, actually knew him. Um, and I, I, I honestly did want to give him a fair shake to try to explain, explain himself to folks out there. Um, I think we did that. I think he, he had his shot at, uh, you know, what did you what did you think about that whole thing? 
when it was going when it was going on. You know, you're you're a trainer. You're a trainer, right? You're out there trying to train people and help people and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I want to know, man. You could you could tell us. I'm not going to tell anyone. I mean, you know, there's obviously some things that he advocated that weren't uh, very conventional mm-hmm. in the firearms training space. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I saw the, the interview, man, and I gave mm-hmm. you, like, <laughs> kudos because you uh, did it so objectively and mm-hmm. you were, you know what, you were actually fair and giving him a fair opportunity to give mm-hmm. his side of the whole controversy and to explain in his own words. And I did not get the hint of any uh, of you being biased one way or another. You were the epitome of a fair journalist. So I have to say much respect to you because you didn't come at it with any malice, with any Mm -hmm. malice, like I'm going to skewer you or nail you to the cross, Mm -hmm. you know, on, you know, my brand new podcast. So yeah, much respect to you for doing that. That's not my intention of doing this. You know, I I feel like I'm doing this so that everyone can have a platform to talk on and there's not a high barrier to entry or, uh, you know, however you want to put whatever's the right way to put it. It's not difficult to get through. You know, there's lots of situations that we're all in where there's kind of like gatekeepers to things and it's tough for people to to get on and do their thing when i look back at it i think that he in a lot of ways was trolling everyone and was doing this stuff you know for the attention and that he realized that and he was looking uh for that from people um you know so i wanted to give him that opportunity to get in front of people and be able to say things without people just you know piling up on him and and, and dumping on him and stuff like that and i appreciate where where you're coming from with that i got that same response from a lot of people that were looking at at it at the time what what did you want to say patrick no i w- i was going to say you really i mean you kept it clean you kept it classy mm-hmm. and you just uh you you, you know I hate to say mm-hmm. shoot, let him shoot himself in the foot, but you know mm-hmm. that's basically what happened. You mm-hmm. just you, you didn't do anything. You didn't prime any pumps. You mm-hmm. just there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tr- you know I think with this thing that I'm trying to do, everyone has a point of view that they're coming from, and so even mm-hmm. if I don't agree with you, you it people are served better if you get to come out and at least say things. I think since that episode, there's been lots of other situations, not necessarily exactly like that, but where people come on and say things. And when you get an opportunity to say what you have to say and put it on the record, I don't have to be the one to take you out because <laughs> you just exactly. put it on the record. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, I don't know if that gives anyone any insight um, to, uh, to to my... Um, you know, to my psychology or how I look at things, but that is really the way that I look at it. I'm not really even trying to fight with anyone and all that. I I grew up in New York City, man. So like this okay. idea, this idea of, you know, and I grew up in a place called Farrakaway in New York, which was pretty hood in the eighties when I, when I grew up there and it still is, it's all projects and stuff like that. And, and my family was too poor to live in the projects. So, um, okay. you know, I kind of grew up in that environment that you say things and you, you're going to see people, <laughs> you know, right. you have to be willing to say those things to their face and all that kind of stuff. So that's, um, you know, that's how I look at this. 
Uh, so let's see where where do we want to where do we want to go from here? What's going on with you guys? Are there things we're kind of in the middle of of, of the show right now? Uh, we have talked about the event that's coming up. Are there things going on with you guys? What do you guys do outside of um, of of the gun world? Right, like what do you do that's not gun related to have fun? Ooh, what do I do outside of gun related? Oh, man. gee, man. What's your uh, sleep? Eat? <laughs> Come on, that can't be it, man. You gotta have some other stuff. You gotta have some other things yeah. going on, or you, you're just living for the gun. I thing mean, every you, day. Know, I, you know, I, you know, you know, and it's and it's and see, you were trying to like say, well, mm-hmm. things that are not in this gun thing. I mean, I do a lot of gun rights advocacy. I do a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, speeches before organizations. Unfortunately, they're not uh, paid speeches, but mm-hmm. I mean, if there's, uh, you know, something going on somewhere, there's a lot of different uh, chapters of different organizations that have meetings on a regular, ongoing mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that every organization needs and or wants is a speaker who can come in and do a 15, 20 minute, 30 minute speech on something. You know, mm-hmm. and I've carved out a space here uh, in this community where I'm routinely, you know, petitioned or summoned to come out and speak. So that's a form of gun rights advocacy, but that's outside of gun training per se. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, if okay. you're truly about gun rights, I mean, you're mm-hmm. out there, you know, sharing your point of view and, mm-hmm. and taking a, a position on things that come up. I mean, just all of the things that come up on a regular basis, you know, in terms of gun rights and and there's Mm -hmm. a a case or two that's going to be before the U.S. Supreme Court coming up. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, what opinion do you have on those matters? You know, uh, I do a piece with uh, on uh, Lock and Low with Bill Frady every Mm -hmm. Thursday evening, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my segment I do once a week is called Planet Rick. And well, what what do oh. I talk about in the weekly one hour segment? Mm-hmm. Anything that relates to training or self-defense in that uh, in that uh, uh, topic area that is of interest to me. That's my one hour to come on and do that. And this past weekend, I celebrated my second anniversary of doing that one hour segment mm-hmm. week after week after week. And, I, and I'll tell you this one thing that I can appreciate from you from having your show that you do daily, man. I do that one hour weekly segment. Mm-hmm. And every time I come up with my one hour a week, I'm looking at everything that I've done for the last two years. And I'm mm-hmm. like, OK, what am I going to talk about now? Mm-hmm. Right. And I look at everything I talked about and I don't want to be repetitive. <laughs> it is challenging to come up with stuff to talk about, especially stuff that you've already talked about. If you've already talked yeah. about it, like, why am I going to talk about it again? No. Yeah. I have to come up with something new. And yeah, a lot of times when I come up with my subject matter, I take a look at what's happening in, in the public arena. What what incident or what atrocity just occurred? What major legislation that's coming mm-hmm. down the pike or being uh, considered is of high interest. So I'm literally taking things from the headlines, probably not unlike what you and Lola do with putting this show together. And I'll okay. tell you, 
For me personally, it's challenging to put out that one hour a week and then you do it, what, mm-hmm. every day of the week? We now, do it I five days. all the credit. Yeah. You know, and, five, and so, well, even five days a week. Yeah. And you do it, what, for two hours, man? I'm, I'm doing it one hour, yeah. right? So. And since we've been doing it, you haven't had any official commercial breaks. Where you're like, okay, we're about to go to commercial break and then spend oh, no, five minutes going into commercial. No, no, we got to keep it flowing. Listen, so you're like, right. hey, we're keeping it flowing. Hit the cash app, you know, yeah. sit, you know, send it in and support it, and then you'll turn around and read a few comments. By the yeah. way, if you're watching this show and you got any questions you want to direct it at either me or Patrick, hit it, and me and Pat will get to you and uh, we'll yeah. have some fun doing. Yeah. So one of the things I was going to say to you is, I think so. I kind of look at this almost as how like a comedian um, needs to do stand up, right? Uh, you know, I used to watch Joe Rogan all the time until he went over to Spotify. I haven't been able to catch up with it, but you know, he's a comedian, and regardless of what it is that he's doing, that's kind of like his art. That's his thing that he does, and so he likes to get out there and get on the stage and stand up because and do the stand up stuff because it forces you. You have to learn how to riff. You know, you have to learn how to freestyle and, and get into things. So that's kind of what we're doing here. And I think I told you before we started that this is almost like my business meeting that I have with my friends, folks in the industry, uh, you know, manufacturers, uh, people that, that we're doing things with all the time or folks like yourself. And we're sharing it with everyone. I don't think that there's anything wrong with talking about the same things over and over again if... You haven't gotten it out of your system. So sometimes <laughs> sometimes I haven't gotten it out of my system. All the folks out there haven't gotten that subject out of their system. And it's good to just, like, talk about it until, you know, you yep. just beat it. Down, yeah, right? yeah, it's done. That, those demons are dead now at this point. So I think that's a good thing to do. But no, that's what I, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to freestyle here. You know, I like to cover things you know and i just don't want to just beat it to death and and mm-hmm. have my my idea mm-hmm. of, of something i wouldn't want to experience is someone mm-hmm. saying oh god rick's talking about this topic again like can you come up with something else right mm-hmm. and these are the things that are going on in my head every week when i'm like okay i'm on bill frady's lock and load for my planet rick mm-hmm. segment this upcoming thursday at 5 mm-hmm. p.m what am I going to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you, it gets challenging because I've, I've done it for, what, uh, two years every Thursday. Just two talk years. about your toothpick collection. You know, talk about the plants that you grow. I know you're trying to tell us you're a robot and you don't do anything else except talk about the Second Amendment and guns and stuff like that, you know. But there's well, guns and training, you know, the latest atrocities that occurred, you know, mm-hmm. in the news media. I mean, if I'm really struggling for a topic, all I'll do is fire up the local uh, newspaper or TV station and see what everybody's talking about. And, hey, I'll chime in with my mm-hmm. little piece. And from a superficial 10,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. If you listen to my detractors, they're like, oh, yeah, here's Rick Ector again talking about give mm-hmm. everyone a gun. Right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. It will sort itself out sooner <laughs> yeah. or later. That's a good formula. <laughs> That's a good formula. Okay, I can't, I can't get it out of him, Patrick. You tell us, what do you do outside of, uh, of gun stuff? Because I know you also do a lot of gun stuff. What's your I, thing I outside do. of gun stuff that you do? I'll, 
I'm into the public arena a lot. I, I tend to speak mm-hmm. out against political events that happen here in this in the city of Atlanta and the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. Um, you know, obviously Atlanta has had a uptick of attention mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had some uh, definite atrocities that have happened in this city, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I tend to get involved a lot more with the community. Um, just trying to help out where I can. I mean, people, the folks don't understand how useful they can be, even if it's just your opinion. Even if your opinion is wrong, it, it's still a voice that can be heard. Um, and a lot of people forget that, you know, communication is probably one of the most important things. And in fact, that's what the First Amendment's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about communication. Um, so, like, that's what I do is I, I just, I just get involved, man. I, if I have an opinion about something, uh, whether it's a, you know, police involved event or whatever type of event it was, I, I, in fact, I had, a a nice conversation with one of my, uh, mentors, uh, and actually a couple of my mentors, I'll tell you two stories here, but one of them, um, I was, I was looking for help. I was like, how do I respond to this? It was the incident that happened, uh, not too far from where I'm at right now on a parking lot, but, um, a gentleman decided to challenge, a state, uh, Georgia state police officer, uh, you know, and he was driving a Hemi, was it charger? Yeah, it was a charger. And, you know, the state trooper was driving a charger and this guy decided to push his car. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. I was like, how is he challenging him? him? Okay. Yeah. He literally decided to challenge him by pushing his car. And of course the state trooper gets out of his car, draws his weapon. He points but he doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole bunch of uproar about, oh, well, the guy who was driving the car, even though he's trying to push the police officer's car, he was unarmed and, and this Your and car and is just, a deadly weapon. I was like, yeah, he's also traveling in a 4,000-pound bullet you know, yeah. <laughs> that, kills, yeah. that kills more people than guns, too, by the mm-hmm. way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so I had to make a little public statement about that, and that was um, – fairly well received i mean you know you still got the people who are like you know little pookie didn't do anything oh you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, yeah and i'm just like yeah right mm-hmm. um yeah he he's not so little anymore mm-hmm. um and then i have another one i have a few uh, friends of mine mentors of mine that are uh, dealing with um uh, property complaint issues because they run a uh, business off of their property, a, a gun range off their property. Mm-hmm. And um, I am going to get definitely get involved with them and help them out, support them however I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do any name dropping per se, mm-hmm. but uh, their their issue that they're having right now is that uh, their, their political motivation, or rather the city or the county that they're in is kind of politically motivated to push them out because mm-hmm. of the whole firearm involvement in mm-hmm. their business that they have on their range. Okay. And, uh, little do they know that, you know, they help instructors like myself, they help police officers, they do requalifications, uh, oh. DOD mm-hmm. training f- through mm-hmm. the state. I mean, these guys have impacted so many other people's lives that I don't want that to be forgotten, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, so just getting involved, yeah. man, having so, an opinion, having a voice and mm-hmm. getting it out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Both of you guys, all you do is gun stuff all day. That's what I'm getting out of this, you know. Which I know well, better. You know I know better. I know. I know better. Since you opened the door, since you opened the door, I, I, since you're a man of many <laughs> talents, skills, and interests, tell me, Mister Hank Strange, when you're not doing this show, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What do you do? This that's a whole, totally unrelated. This a bunch wait, of wait, things. Wait. We've, we've already <laughs> talked about your affinity for vehicles. Oh, so when I you're can't not talk about cars. Around in your vehicle, and you're not doing this show. What? Tell me what what captivates Hank Strange. My favorite thing to do is to make music, even though I can't I can't read music or play any instruments. That's my favorite How thing to do. How do you make music? I make, if you can't I make music read electri- music. electronically. You can electronically make music. <laughs> I mean, there's you know. Uh, all, so so all we need music, to call you DJ, all DJ music, Hank Strange. All the music on my videos, I made it. So you can program music. You don't have to be able to play it. You can program music. Um, just you can. It, it's how you arrange things. You could you could take MIDI, for example, and arrange it, and just change what the instruments are. Or you know, I mean, on a drum machine, you don't really have to. That's where I learned how to do that. You know, growing up in New York, and I kind of grew up in hip hop and had friends that produced hip hop and stuff like that. And I realized like, oh, everybody doesn't know how to play music. So there's lots of things you could do with a drum machine, for example. So one of my favorite things is making music. And I always incorporate the music that I make um, into, you know, into my videos. If you listen to any of my videos and you hear any kind of music, that's something that I made. So that kind of stuff. I love being creative. I really enjoy the process of creativity not just when it comes to music i like to do digital art all that kind of stuff that's how i get high uh just by Mm -hmm. by making something creating something not necessarily out of nothing i don't believe you create things out of nothing right i think creativity you're plugging into the universe somehow and drawing something from that and then kind of like twisting it and bending it and shaping it in your own form and putting it out in the world so yeah that would be one of the things that I like to do. I'm sure you guys have some stuff like that. So tell me, Patrick. I know he's just pretending. He doesn't want to. <laughs> he, he I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like out him for some stuff okay. here. He's gonna. He's not okay. gonna. He's not gonna tell us anything. I got cars and travel. Actually, you know what's funny? This will be the last time I'm sitting in the back seat of this truck. I am selling this truck. Okay. Yeah, I, you so, have you have a video where you talked about all the you know, different you know, cars you have. The thing, the thing mm-hmm. that I'm surprised yeah. Patrick hasn't hasn't mentioned, and see, mm-hmm. I know I, I've had a few more than a few conversations with him. One of the things mm-hmm. I like and admire about Patrick is that he is well traveled. Yep. He has traveled a lot outside of the country. He's trying to be humble. And I'll tell you, every <laughs> every time I've talked to him personally, face to face, he always has an interesting story or anecdote about his travels, man. Yeah. And, he's a uh, he I is a Renaissance man. Yeah. And the only country yes. I personally ever have gone to other well, other you know, only countries I've been to have been what? Uh Canada, which is across the bridge. Mexico and uh, the Bahamas, right? Other than that, nothing. Well, but the Bahamas isn't even another country. But I mean, it, well, yeah, it is, but mm-hmm. not really, right? So I mean, uh, right? Okay, so that, right. yeah. So where have you been? Where have you been, Patrick? Uh, Rick oh. has dropped it, dropped it on you here. Tell us the places in the world you've been. That's what we want to hear about. Where My have you been goal. in the world? My goal prior to COVID hitting um, was to hit every single continent. And in fact, I had um, Antarctica on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, last year, prior to COVID, let's see, I had four continents already covered pre-COVID. So pre like mid-February, mm-hmm. I had uh, 
I had that many. Um, but I've been all all around the world. I've been to Asia a couple times. I've been to uh, South America. Been to Europe. All different countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Europe, it's very different. Uh, it, <laughs> I was telling. I know I told Rick this, but uh, you know, you go into a country and you don't speak their language. You got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> They're not going to make special <laughs> dispensations <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's you're not like expert it's... in communicating in, in another culture and country without knowing the language. I, I would say I'm pretty good at it. Now, I do have my struggles sometimes because I'd mm-hmm. use that uh, Google the Google reading Google translation. Yeah. Let me tell you, I I was, I was in Taiwan at a beach and they Mm -hmm. had a sign up that said, um, don't lose your dragging (laughs) on, on the sand. I know what that means. (laughs) And I I ain't never losing my dragging (laughs) that voluntarily. I was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, yeah. And so basically it was uh, no skinny dipping. Right. So it was was so far off. I mean, but I've had so much fun traveling man. I I do miss it. I wish, Mm -hmm. you know, folks would just get back to normalcy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this whole you know, this pandemic thing's going to kill you. I get it. Mm-hmm. It it may have killed some people. I get that. And, you know, the virus is the virus. But uh, people got to live. You only got one life. You know, we're, gonna die. End we're, we're going to die. The mm-hmm. when, when you're born, the promise is that you will die eventually. Yep. You know, yeah. It's how you everybody says yeah. everybody says taxes and death. But uh, some people don't even make it to taxes. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's really yeah. just death. That you, yeah. You know, yeah. It's guaranteed. Yeah. Okay, so. very cool. So, so Rick dropped one on you. I'm gonna drop this also, whether you like it or not. Now, since Rick Uh-oh. Rick went first, um, I Uh-oh. know that you are into cooking. You enjoy the culinary arts as well. I, I know this, but you just don't want to tell anyone. You know? <laughs> that's that's so true too. Yes, I, yeah. I do enjoy cooking. Yeah. I come from a big cooking family. My brother is an executive chef. He actually served the pre- uh, former presidents multiple times. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I come from a big cooking family, and I I enjoy cooking, man. I, you know, every night I occasionally will put on the camera and record myself and show mm-hmm. different techniques and stuff like that. Because to me, it's relaxing. It's an art. So form. you have it's a YouTube art. channel for cooking? I do. I do. And it? guess what, what it is? What is it? Uh, what is what is it? Uh, the gun foodie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> full circle. Full circle. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, 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 so you just combine both interests into one, right? Yeah. You're that's absolutely right. You are under the stove. What? <laughs> yep. I wear an apron and, a, and an outside the waistband holster. There we go. <laughs> uh, um, let me see. Is this it right here? On you? Uh, let's see if this is it right here. Um, oh yeah this looks like it is this your channel yeah oh yeah yeah i have random stuff on there but uh i do have a uh, playlist of all my recipes that i have uh um yeah that's my channel i like to hike as well outdoors okay so all of that is going on the gun foodie all of that's going on there i had different playlists for whatever i feel like showing okay so everything that you want people to see is on gun foodie okay let me subscribe to that actually all right, cool. All right. Yeah. See, there you go. What's wrong with that? So your what's your specialty? Uh, desserts? 
This is why I even remember because I know you told oh. me you do desserts and. You yes, know, I do I'm desserts. desserts um, yeah. So my specialty is uh, sugar-free. I'm a diabetic, so sugar-free mm-hmm. ice cream. Oh, okay. Uh, sugar-free like desserts, like cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. Low glycemic stuff. Um, using almond flour, using you know Splenda, mm-hmm. and also using like monk fruit and other different alt uh, sweetener alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, but yeah. it, it's really an art because. You, you can't just like mix things together. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't just like shake up your refrigerator and get a cake, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's an art. Like you have to have certain things. I that wish you I could. There. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of nice though. You just add yeah. everything into one container and just. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, where done. is that tech? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah. So you learned how to, you so you had to switch over and do that because you are diabetic um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in that. I'm not diabetic so far as I know. I know that my mom was, but I think as I get older, I always worry about that, you know, and I have kind of like a sweet tooth and I'm always telling all the men, I really need to, I need to figure that out, you know, cause yes. I feel like I need to drop sugar altogether. And as I get older, it, I feel like it doesn't do good things to me, you know, especially just being busy, um, and having a lot of things going on, then you kind of like lean on the food, if that makes any sense. And you eat a lot Absolutely. of stuff with sugar, but then it's not good for you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, a lot of things that listen to, listening mm-hmm. to you two guys, no, I don't really eat sweets at all, man. Like how often do man, like, you guys eat we cakes and we can't, pies we, we can't be cookies. awesome like you. Like, for real? I, that, that's just not my thing, Wait. you know? Uh, is this true? Wait a second. I don't know. Is he making he's, this up? No, he's making it up. Let me tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he adds sugar to his grits. I mean, how are you oh, saying you don't oh, eat sugar? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Look, adding sugar to your grits does not make that like a snack or a what, treat. Or what a kind of sugar do you add to your grits? It's, I mean, just just regular straight up sugar. I mean, uh, not that. It's, so stuff. wait a second. I mean, so it's, wait, hold on. So because I don't know this, right? I was born like outside of America. Are you not supposed to put sugar on grits? You know, there are some no. foods oh, okay. out there that don't believe that you can put sugar on. We need to take a poll. As a matter of fact, yeah. as a Let matter us... fact you can put sugar in oatmeal, man. Of course. Yeah, that's oatmeal. <laughs> okay, hold on. Right now, everyone tell us. Or put sugar in your rice, man. Um. Okay, sugar in the rice, I have seen people do, yes. Um, I don't believe that's necessarily <laughs> something that you know that you're supposed to be doing, but I have seen people do that. Let us know right now if you're supposed to put sugar in the grits. By the way, it ain't just paint. Says huge thumbs up for Rick Ector. Gotta love Detroit folks. So that's like it, it ain't just paint out there. Um, as you guys are coming in, smash the thumbs ups. Right now, we're doing a poll of whether or not you're supp- supposed to put sugar in your grits. My favorite breakfast thing is cream of wheat, which I know you could put sugar in. Um, and, I, and I'm a big fan of what brown sugar. What is cream of wheat, though? What is that? I'm, I don't know. You mean what is it actually? I have no idea. What is that? I know it's some it's some stuff you. It's like a grain. It's like a. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Does this still have a black dude on the package? Or are they updating it? Uh, I don't know. It might be Aunt Jemima on that package. I have no idea. <laughs> but um, I know that it's come some kind of grain that you you know you soak it in milk and then you boil it up. Some you, kind you gotta of put, grain. It's a. I don't know what what it's a, it's a it's a wheat grain. It's the cream of the wheat grain. It's the cream. Yeah. 
<laughs> now I got. Now I'm gonna have to go Google what is what exactly is stream of wheat. <laughs> man, people will eat anything. Look, man, look, 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 look. Grits, oatmeal, and rice, and you're good. Yeah. How mm. are you? So, but you're saying you put actual sugar. You don't put like jelly on your rice. You're just putting. No. You're just sprinkling sugar. What kind of sugar are you sprinkling yeah. on rice? Just regular granulated sugar, man. Not that Splenda. Not mm. no, just regular sugar. People have all these weird sugar substitutes. Like if you ask someone how they take their coffee, right? And they mm. don't put just straight sugar in it. They got all these other sugar substitutes, like yeah. Splenda and stuff in it, man. Just messing it up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Boss Hog says butter, sugar, and and grits. Butter, sugar, and rice. How many? How my grandmother fed it to me. Oh, okay. So I guess I guess that is a thing. Um, and Ray I, Bozzolo, I told you it was a thing. <laughs> Great. Ray Bozzolo says cream of wheat is grits with wheat, not corn. <laughs> so and I'm looking. At, I'm looking it up right now. Cream, cream of wheat, wheat is man. an American brand of farina, a type of breakfast porridge mix made from wheat. Uh, semolina. It looks similar to grits, but is smoother in texture since it is made with ground wheat kernels instead of ground corn. Boom! There you see these dudes out here. Porridge. What? 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 Are... Children's story was that when they talked about porridge? Oh, that's um, that's Goldilocks, uh, isn't it? No, Goldilocks. Goldilocks? Goldilocks is porridge, but also what was the story? It was like, oh, please, may I have another? What was that story that uh, in England the um, Tiny Tim? No, not Tiny Tim. It was the story of all these like uh, homeless like kids that lived in the streets of England, uh, stealing. Oh, I can't remember. It's it's one of the Dickens stories. Oh, I'm thinking Mary With, Poppins. You mentioned England. You know, like it's the Dickens story where in the orphanage they were they were giving them porridge or something, and you just get one porridge. bowl, and then the guy came up and said he wanted another bowl. It's one of the Dickens stories that I forget now. But oh, there man, you go. That sounds porridge. Yeah. So yeah, you're just trying to deflect look, look. right now, Rick. Because all you do, all you do is gun stuff all the time. Because you don't want to tell us. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to tell like us. Like I have what. this hidden. Like I have this hidden. Yeah, secret you don't want us to know where, about your secret sugar no on rice addiction. And, I, and, I, and I'm doing all this weird stuff. Right? Yeah, and you and don't I'm, want you don't want us to know about your rice sugar addiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Monder says you get rice pudding and have that sweet. Yeah, I know. Do you know what rice pudding is or rice? I pot? like rice pudding. Love it. My mom used to make it. Man, it is it is awesome. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Yeah. So, but that's not, um, but that's, yeah, uh, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, rice that's a pudding different thing. A, I wouldn't have yeah. rice pudding for breakfast, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a, diff <laughs> that's a different story. So, I'm trying to, I've someone, uh, oh, Oliver Twist. I think it's Oliver Twist. Oh. Okay. Remember, the, did you guys remember Oliver Twist? It, it, it's a long time ago, yeah, man. Someone just said How it. How long ago was that? Now, now, if you're asking me, back. do I take time out of my regular schedule to revisit mm -hmm. the classics mm -hmm. on an ongoing basis? The answer is no, I don't. No, right? <laughs> no, you don't. So what? Kind, so, OK, Rick, do you even look at movies? Do you have time in your busy schedule while you're saving the, the, the planet? And Detroit. I'm a big and Marvel Detroit. Universe, you know, oh, here we go. Good. The, the MCU. I'm into okay. that. Yeah. All right. Movies. 
Okay. As a matter of fact, I, I was watching that uh, the, the latest uh, series that just ended, Loki. I saw the first two episodes. I'm in the oh, hole Loki? right now. It's actually over. And so don't ruin it for me. No spoilers. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I'm, so you didn't finish the Loki series? I haven't finished it. I'm only two episodes in. Oh, Why man. haven't I finished it? Because I've been busy promoting and marketing. Right. Of, yes. Right now, my life yes. is this women's shooting event. Right. Yes. And then yes. once that's over, then you know I can start. You are a saintly man. You are guilty. a saintly, virtuous man. These, these guilty <laughs> pleasures like watching TV, man. I am not a person that really watches TV. You know, mm-hmm. not. So, are you into are you into Loki also, Patrick? Or are you not? No, not no. I, you know, a lot of those movies are recorded here in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I have not gotten into many of them. Not movies. into the MCU at all. No MCU. Stuff. No. Oh, I, I, I'm a big X Men fan. You ask me anything about X Men, I can name it well, all. Well, they're but... coming into the MCU soon. Yeah, I know. Disney I know. owns everything now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody's gonna be on that Disney plantation. <laughs> everybody's yeah, I mean, the coming Eternals in. Eternals are gonna be coming up soon, right? That's, yeah. that's the huge oh, thing. The so, next big thing. Yeah. Okay. So, are you are you both of you guys sci fi guys? Then can I at least? Can, oh, can I'm I, into sci fi, and you know. Okay. And as far as this whole this this whole Marvel universe, mm-hmm. I actually at one point in time actually owned those comic books. But let me tell you about me and comic books, man. I used mm-hmm. to own thousands of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like tens of thousands in mylar bags in okay. the boxes, mm. right? All right. And then and then uh, then at some point in time, I discovered women, and I sold all my comics and bought a car. Some point in time. <laughs> and what I point, what I point in time was that? And never and, and never and never got into this whole dating women, get married and divorce thing. But you know. Oh, so wait, you I'll lost okay. your comic books to the ladies? <laughs> Indirectly, I mean, I sold them to buy a car so I could entertain ladies. I mean, right, obviously, right, right, it's right. kind of hard. But, you know, if you're from New York, like, I guess you've spent some time there, you could mm-hmm. actually date on the subway, right? Like, hey, let's oh. catch the subway to the movies and to a restaurant. Uh, technically, stuff, technically. Here in but... Detroit, you can't, you can't say, hey, let's go date. Let's catch the bus to the mm-hmm. movies. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that might not even be safe. But, yeah, we yeah. don't do that here. Oh, I was driving in New York since I was, like, 16. So Okay. Yeah, in New so York driving City. in New York is actually a thing. Okay, it is a thing. Well, I, I did it. The- not every, but you're right. I mean, you're right. You're not wrong. Every a lot of most a lot of people on public transportation. A lot of New Yorkers can't even drive. Don't have cars, um, or even if they do, they have no clue how to drive. But I had to drive, man. Because there's a lot of New Yorkers that would wake up in Brooklyn, go to work in Brooklyn, go to sleep in Brooklyn. But I would wake up in Brooklyn, go to work in Manhattan, go hang out with someone in Queens, and then late at night I'm going to like the Bronx or something to go to sleep over there. <laughs> I, I just like to okay. move around like that. So I had to have a car, man. I wasn't, you know, cool. I did the public transportation thing all the way up until I didn't have to anymore. So uh, I'm a big. <laughs> uh, LV Louis Cipher says you had a good collection. See, we're, we're getting somewhere. See, with Rick, we have to like investigate. We got, you know, we got to put the bright lights I mean, on. Him. I mean, if you want to, you want to like delve into some like normal people stuff. Then yeah, maybe if you take a look at my life before I got into guns, man. When I 
I got robbed. That's trying to change yeah. my Who was that dude? Man. Who was that dude that got robbed? <laughs> Who was that dude? Oh, Tell us about that dude up until that moment in time. Who was that dude oh, man. that got oh, jacked in the backyard? A totally different guy, but I was even married back then at that point in time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, worked in the uh, auto industry. I was a uh, production supervisor. You know, the guy who you know, watches people and we have this thing or had this thing. I don't know if they still do it called the modern operating agreement. This is where, you know, there's this new view on management and employees. You know, you don't have the so-called supervisor. You know, they change the name and they call them facilitators. You know, the employees, they have this group team process and they have like 20 team duties and they, uh, divide amongst themselves who's going to do what and, mm-hmm. and they're going to make sure that everything is accomplished. It, it's one of those great things that sound great on paper but when you're trying to like actually manage it and hold people accountable at some point in time you have to go in someone's face and say you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You're on notice for discipline and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to take it from there. You know, but yeah. Like it's corporate said, corporate gobbledygook kind of a thing, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's this whole touchy feely thing about yeah, we're going to embrace the team, and the team mm-hmm. is going to decide what should be done, and we're going to police ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, somewhere and some place in time, somebody has to play the heavy and instill mm-hmm. discipline and hold people accountable to make mm-hmm. sure that production is met and that you have quality. That, yeah. that is inescapable, but you know. A lot of times people draw things up on paper and it sounds mm-hmm. good, but when it comes to actual practice, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out very well. No. Yeah, someone has to be the bad guy ultimately. Okay. Someone has to be the heavy, yes. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. Before we get off of the uh, sci-fi thing and I forget about it, um, mm-hmm. have you have both of you guys heard of the book Dune? D-U-N-E. The, sci- the Man, sci-fi saga. Isn't that like seven, 1970s kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm old, dude. Yeah. I'm from the 70s. I've heard of it, you know. You heard I heard Dune. Like, Did you ever see the movie Dune? They came out with a movie back in the 80s, Dune. Did you guys? Maybe. No. Uh, no. Okay. Because that's coming. So they're doing a remake of that movie. I think that's going to be pretty. That's going to be. Oh, yeah, right, good. right, and, and right, and now uh, what's his face is doing a remake of Space Jam, right? Like, okay. Oh. I saw uh, yeah, um, LeBron James, Space Jam. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, um, I actually saw that. Okay, movie. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Don't remake it. No, you're not going to make it more interesting, right? Um, I Jordan. think. I think so. Now we're, now we're going to have these competitions or these discussions about who made the better Space Jam movie. You know. Him so here, Jordan, let me say right? this: I saw the original Space Jam movie with Jordan, and I thought it was cool. I've always been a fan of it. I, you know, um, but I saw the one with. Um, with LeBron James, and I'm not a big. Are you a LeBron fan? I'm not really a. I'm not into sports really, and I'm not definitely oh, not a LeBron man, for fan. Real? I actually used to when I lived oh, in that's New York. Why this... Huh? Okay. No, I was gonna say when I lived in New York, my friends would make me look at Bulls versus Knicks games and stuff like that, and I actually pulled for the Bulls. <laughs> so man, that was an era. That was an era when the Knicks would. would there was a couple of years back in the day when y'all actually faced the Pistons. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? So I used to look mm-hmm. at like and Patrick actually, Ewing, all those guys. Yeah. So and and they were in Space Jam. So I like Space Jam. And I'm not a fan of LeBron James uh, when you talk about stuff that's going on. But actually, I, w- I want to say this. That new Space Jam was actually better than the old Space Jam. Well, it wasn't perfect. I, I don't it know wasn't because perfect, I haven't but, seen the new one and yeah. I'm not going to see the new one. I mean, yeah. you know. for you know, And I have a great... Mm-hmm displeasure with Hollywood wanting to remake everything, man. I mean, mm-hmm. some things, you know, For just can't be messed with. I mean, yeah. Um, did you guys ever see the movie Goonies? Do yes. you guys know about that? In the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a classic. That's an American classic. Don't mess with it. Okay, Coming to America. Did you at least see Coming to America with Eddie Murphy? I saw the original, and yeah, I, I went s- to actually go see. I saw the remake, too. What do you well, think it wasn't about the, the remake? remake. It's the, the long overdue Part two. sequel. Yeah. Did yeah. you like it? It was okay. No, I hated it. It. Okay. it. it sucked. It was okay. It was terrible. I mean, it was, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. I don't know if you I don't know if you get into that stuff at all, Patrick. I actually was yeah. aborting the the remake and then you know what? Mm-hmm. Finally got to the point where I'm like looking and like on TV and mm-hmm. going through the page subscription services mm-hmm. that you have the add-ons and i was like ah mm-hmm. let me see it and i was like ah you know what okay fine i saw it i'm mm-hmm. done with it it wasn't mm-hmm. really all that yeah overly enamored uh, with yeah it. it wasn't the best eddie murphy has gotten real bad man and i was a big my whole life i was a huge fan of eddie murphy at one point i wanted to be a comedian and, be, and mm-hmm. to be eddie murphy you know? Well, I mean, we're talking about Eddie Murphy. You got to like divide his career up into like different segments, like that. For real, that first yeah. Eddie Murphy. You know, when his first few movies, the raw, and the raw, raw and delirious. Yeah. You yeah. know what that's that's, yep. that's I mean, American that's not, gold. That's not, the, <laughs> that's not the Eddie Murphy you get with all these family movies he's doing no. now. That, no, there's yeah. only there, yeah. there's been a whole. Halfway, yeah. a whole yeah. journey yeah. he's gone. I, I'm just happy that Eddie Murphy's not Bill Cosby, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where you guys are at on that, you know, but uh, I was a big fan of Bill. Co- well, I like the Cosby Show, and I still think the Cosby Show was like one of the best, um, you know, shows that from from like uh-huh. when I was growing up, the Cosby Show. And then and then it had the 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 breakout show was the uh, different world and that yeah. different world on and yeah where they went to college yeah, yeah. you know yeah. obviously Cosby's gotten into stuff Eddie Murphy is you know he's he's a he's a grandfather now I guess that's what happens to you you got a bunch of babies you know you get you got a couple of wives <laughs> that yep. that life will break you down <laughs> and then and then you end up being a hypocrite like. Uh, like uh man, what's his name? Uh, Gin and Juice. What's my man's name? Uh, oh, uh, you talking about Snoop? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Where where <laughs> you then become a hypocrite talking about people like Megan Thee Stallion and and all these other women that talk with mm-hmm. their with their song WAP and all this other mm-hmm. stuff when they totally and conveniently forgot all of that raunchy stuff that they published in their youth. You know, it's kind of yeah. the old... I didn't know Snoop Dogg Snoop doesn't like I that. Used to, I used to... Pub, you know, where they used to publish all this filth, flaring, and filth, and now that they're <laughs> old men, they're going to cast dispersions you on said, the young That's ladies. Eddie Murphy words. <laughs> you just said filth, flaring, <laughs> filth. No, that was Bill Cosby. I mean, Bill Cosby, was Bill it, Cosby. Was it yeah. Bill Cosby? <laughs> or was it Eddie Murphy spoofing Bill yes, Cosby? Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. He was like, you can't say this filth, flaring, filth. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's weird. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know Snoop Dogg didn't like like he he didn't like the the WAP stuff or whatever came, from Megan. He came out and made some statements that you know mm. she shouldn't be out here, you know, doing this, that, and the other. And I'm like, man, what a hypocrite! Yeah, what a hypocrite! You know, there's, there's a lot of and, hypocrites. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and you coming and you coming from a real you know hypocritical mm-hmm. place. When you look at the stuff that he put out in the early days of his career, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest, I listened to that stuff. I mean, it's classic, classic know, people, stuff. People in, in our, mm-hmm. you know, people in our generation at that time, we listened to that mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. and, but I'm not going to cast dispersions on people who are doing this decade's iteration of that stuff. It's out there for particular people that like to listen to it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, here's the thing. I'm not going to make the argument that because you listen to a particular artist who's publishing stuff on this, that, and the other, whether I think that it's negatively uh, impacting a certain segment of society or contributing to our our decay, you know, as a nation or Mm -hmm. as the things that we should aspire to, Mm -hmm. I mean... You could just look at it as just music, you know, but I'll tell you the hip hop that was that was really in vogue and in style when I was a youngster, like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff is classic, man. Mm-hmm. KRS, one Boogie Down Productions. Yeah, man. Yeah, Maybe, Boogie, uh, yeah, Boogie uh, Down Productions. Man. We lost we lost yep. Biz Marquis the other day. Uh, DMX, yeah, we we've lost. I DMX, mean, yep. Yeah, it's when I think about it, it's like, man, I grew, I came to America and grew up on hip hop, and a lot of those guys, uh, when I look back on it, th- that was like the golden era, the golden age of um, it was of hip hop music, which is, you know, I know people don't like it, but it's a it's a uniquely American music, like jazz. You know, jazz is a uniquely American um, art form that developed here in America, and I think that hip hop is the only thing. Uh, that that has risen to that level right um that that jazz did and um you know and, and i agree with you in what you're saying it's tough to like knock the so for example what we're doing there's younger people coming into what we're doing and doing this stuff in a different way and do, using different mm-hmm. platforms and growing and, and doing things differently and of course everyone has the right to talk about it but at the end you can't really hate them it's it's their world <laughs> right you know, and, we're, we're the old school things, things grow and they evolve. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in any space, particularly mm-hmm. on the Internet, you know, things mm-hmm. are going to go through several iterations. You know, there's going to be our version of things, you know, being mm-hmm. the older elder statesman. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and even I'm starting to see it now in, in the gun rights space. You know, you mm-hmm. got people that have been doing it for a while. But now mm-hmm. there are some people who are coming into the fold, this this next level generation. Doing, doing it differently. Yeah. You know? Well, you know? But it's yeah. all the same place and we're all going in the same direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know? I'm not gonna knock a guy for running down the beach in dreadlocks and stuff like that, you know. actually uh that's what I like like about Maj is for ex- as an example, is doing things in completely differently in his own way and connecting to people and that's what this is all about and in a lot of cases connecting to people that maybe we we couldn't not even just young people you know but, but exactly. connecting to different segments of, of people that we couldn't connect to and that's really what it's about like you know things have to evolve and become something else and ultimately you have to learn how to like 
always let the young people come along and and grow and nurture. It doesn't mean the end of you, but you don't always no. have to be out in the limelight. That's for the, you know, when I was young and skinny in my heyday, that was my time. Now when I see my yep. sons yep. Yep. all skinny yep. Yep. and, you know, whatever, I'm like, oh, this is your time now, you know? That's... It's That's just, the way it should it's be. Just the natural, it's just the natural evolution of things, man. Yeah. And you know what? It's good to be able to watch things evolve and, and tra- watch the transitions. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there'll come a day when this current era, you know, will be cast to the side and there'll be something even different mm-hmm. that springs up. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My thing, man, is that, uh, you know, I, I'm in this gun rights thing, man. And, uh, you know, I had my own experience, you know, mm-hmm. and that forced me to you know make changes and, and evolve mm-hmm. and you know i even you know made a career out of it but uh you know yeah. it's what really drives now you're the me. old school dude you know it's yeah now i'm the old dude <laughs> <laughs> me that's too man i what people whenever people tell me oh man i was watching you since i was in high school i'm like oh dude <laughs> what is happening <laughs> i'm that old it's like i remember in hip-hop i remember like the first place i saw music videos was not mtv it was ralph mcdaniel's video music box that's uh, and if you don't know what that is in New York City, that was like cable access TV, and there was this guy oh. named Ralph McDaniel's, and he interviewed all these guys before anyone ever heard of them, you know. So like I went to high okay. school with a rapper named Father MC. That's all. He's oh, he's from okay. the he's from he's from the '80s, and um and I and so I kind of grew up in that thing, and I remember looking at Video Music Box, where it was this completely different idea. Uh, this guy was just out there making his own show about hip hop and chronicling that even before MTV or BET came along. And it's kind of the way that I feel now when I look at what, you know, that um, what what I'm doing, I'm now the old school guy who's been doing it for a long time and doing some things, not everything, but doing some things that people weren't even thinking about uh, years ago when we started doing this stuff. So circle of life. Yeah. That's how this is how it goes. Yeah. Listen, before we run out of time here, I do want to come back to talking about your event. I want to give you and Patrick a chance to talk about this to the folks again um, and and let people out there know what they can do to help. So, Rick, start off by telling the people um, about your event, what it's about, when it is and how people can get be involved. If there's people who want to one come and participate in it or who if they want to help you out. Yeah, Legally Armed in Detroit is conducting its 10th annual free firearms training event for women. It is an event in which a, a group of firearms trainers literally from now, I can honestly say from all over the country, will be converging on uh, the metropolitan Detroit area to give 4,000 women a free shooting lesson. I created this uh, program 10 years ago when I saw a woman whose uh, body was discarded as an afterthought after she was raped and murdered. Uh, I am going to be conducting this event at two gun ranges in Metro Detroit over at Top Gun and at Recoil Gun Range on August 21st through August 22nd. If you'd like more information about these two events, you're more than welcome to drop by uh, my uh, social media properties, Rick Ector, R-I-C-K-E-C-T-O-R. Uh, on Facebook, my uh, address is facebook.com forward slash Detroit CCW. 
My Rick's Firearm Academy Detroit page on Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Detroit CC, excuse me, Michigan CCW. Uh, You can find me, Detroit CCW, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Blogger, and of course, I have my own YouTube channel, over 2,300 videos on YouTube myself. Uh, I'm out there. Look for me. There's no way you can miss me. Uh, if you feel that you have enough desire and compassion to help me train 4,000 women how to shoot a nine millimeter firearm, please come to Metro Detroit, August 21st through August 22nd. Look forward to meeting you all. Yeah, absolutely. Lola is sharing, um, some links that folks can use. Let me see. Let me put this back up on the screen again, uh, to support or donate, to Rick or this event. I think, you know, Rick has been doing this for a long time, been doing it in Detroit and bringing, uh, you know, knowledge of the Second Amendment and training and stuff like that to folks in Detroit. Uh, And I would definitely ask the folks out there who uh, support me to spend some time supporting him and looking in to what he's doing there. Patrick, what would you like to uh, tell us um, about? I know you're going to be one of the um, one of the uh, range range officers there at this event what would you like to tell us here as we wrap up well basically if you can come out to the event definitely come out to support it rick is a good guy it's for a great cause um there's there's thousands of women out there that need training and thousands of uh you know people out there that need training but in particular this event is focused for women um and uh and it doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter your experience. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to get to meet some of the instructors from all across the country. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. And I know there's some, like, um, super chats coming in here. Let me get these up here. Um, money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> Jackie and Grill gave us uh, five bucks. She says, for Detroit. Is that, is that actually your voice? Uh, no, that's gorillas and guns. <laughs> that's his voice. <laughs> I'm on there laughing. I'm the person you hear laughing. Uh, as well as Armament and Axis money, gave money, us some money, money here. Money. Money. Nice. <laughs> so that's me laughing right there. And that's um, gorillas and guns. When uh, when we collect this, we, we will send some money um, over to Rick to help out with everything that's going on here. Uh, Lola is also Sweet. throwing up the Facebook page here. Um, I do want to thank uh, Pat- both Patrick Collins as well as Rick Ector. You guys are great guys. Um, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. Um, we're, I'm going to roll in the end and then we're going to come back here. So we're not leaving right now. I'm going to roll in the end part of this. We're going to come back and I'm going to ask, uh, Rick to leave us with some words of wisdom. That's like a traditional thing that we do here. So we got to do it on episode 800. Um, as I said before, I really want to thank everyone for, uh, supporting us uh, for the years that we've been doing this. We're 800 episodes now. We've got like 200 more episodes. We're at a thousand. I don't know. I think we're going to hit that sometime early next year. But I really do support all the people who come through here or who look at this later, who listen to this on audio. Um, the audio side of this is is growing uh, really fast. Um, we're getting lots of downloads every day, so I appreciate that. Um, and then we've got, we've got a lot of love coming in here right now. But I really do appreciate these two um, gentlemen coming in here and supporting the show. Do you guys want to say anything before we go to the end? 
Anyone has man, any? I, you know, I hate dead space, man. Yeah, okay. I occupied dead space. Yeah. Okay. I, it was indeed an honor and a privilege to be on your show today, man. Thank you. Uh, I, I made it for episode 800. That's Who right. Knows? History. Maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe on episode 1000, man, we'll talk what? about how great the event was and, man, how you should have been there. But, hey, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, we'll there's be plan- always next year. We'll yeah, we'll be planning the, the next one. <laughs> annual free shooting event for women. Yes. But yeah, man, it, was, it, was, it was it was a blast, man. And mm-hmm. uh, in case you happen to go to any other gun rights events, I look forward to bumping into you. It was good running into you at the Florida Carry event down. Uh, what was that back in March? Yeah. Yeah, that was in movie. the villages. Yeah. The villages. You now now you didn't actually camp. Is there any problem you have with camping per se? I, I'm in a camping. I'm in a camper van. Okay, I did. I mean, and, and Patrick, no, wait, wait. Patrick was telling me to, to come to the camper camp. Van is not <laughs> oh boy! Camping. Oh. Camping Here we go now. Oh, now you know about camping. <laughs> is camping is camping one of those things you do? There's a difference between a regular tent and that futuristic monstrosity that Patrick blew up. I mean. He had uh, like a water bed in there, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I'm with Patrick. I'm with Patrick. Crazy on that. Dick, <laughs> I'm with Patrick. I actually on that. had a garage. I had a garage for my truck in the, oh, in wow. the tent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next year I'll actually come and camp out with you guys. Patrick was trying to get me to do it, and I didn't. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things going on, so I didn't do it, but it was great seeing you guys out there. Patrick, what do you want to say before I run in the end? Well, you know, it's a pleasure to be on on the podcast with you guys. I mean, you two are, are definitely uh, top notch characters in the in the two A community. I, I, you know, I admire you both. So uh, keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, soon. I, I'll see Rick in a couple of weeks, and I'll probably see you even before I see Rick. And I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're gonna run in the end. Stay right there. We're gonna come back. Rick is gonna give us words of wisdom. Let's do this. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us here with the show. It's been a great show. Um, Really enjoy hanging out with you guys every night. Uh, Please hit those subscribe button, thumbs ups, all that. We're going to rip the audio out of this, put it up on iTunes, all your favorite places to listen to audio podcasts, people from around the world, all over America listening to this. Rick Actor, my man, my mellow, get on the mic and tell us something, you know, drop some words of wisdom on us. Words of wisdom, man. Let me tell you, one of the things that I'm going to share with uh, your listening audience, I think that it's really important that whoever you are, whatever your background is, that you actually find something that becomes a passion for you. I think that when you look beyond your mere existence and you find a calling to which gives your life meaning, that you will find that it gives you an opportunity to actually make our world a better place, man. And I will say that I found my calling a little later in life and uh, it it became the genesis of of firearms instruction. And yeah, it grew out of being a uh, violent crime victim. But out of that, I was able to establish a program that's in its 10th year providing free shooting lessons for women. But uh, I think the bigger the bigger point that I'm making is that I found my calling. And I'll tell you, I live a much richer, and I don't mean financially, I mean 
philosophically, emotionally. I have a richer experience and I am very proud of the person that I am and the things that I do. Awesome. That was very well said. Uh, I want to thank both of you guys. The world and the gun community is better because both of you guys are in it. I appreciate you coming on the show here. Thanks so much. We're out of here. We'll see you guys uh, next week on Monday. We're out. Peace.